last time on PlayQuest, um, not enough happened plot-wise to justify doing one of these. So let's jump in. I'm Nick, your host and DM here on PlayQuest for our first arc, The Veil. With me, as always, is... Hi, I'm Liz, and I'm playing Drew Deer, the Druid Tortle. Hi, I'm Harrison, and I'm playing Bast, the Half-Elf Paladin. He might be dumb, but he's not stupid. Hi, I'm Cal, and I play Felix, the uh, Half-Elf Urchin Rogue. And uh, as always, I'm going to get in the thick of it. Hi, I'm Chuck, and I play Winthrow Pittman, the Sorcerer. And this week, I'm excited, because we're not in the woods. Yet. Hi, I'm Kyle, and I play Ukog, the half-orc barbarian, and Ukog is slowly working to overturn millennia of orc stereotypes. <laughs> Very slowly. Very slowly. Good luck, yo. Very slowly. Uh, okay, well, cool. Uh, hi, everybody, and welcome back. Um, it's been a long time since we've uh, been able to do this, but I'm excited for today. So the village of Duggan is a small farming village at the edges of the Fondin Valley. It boasts an incredible view of the thrones, the mountain range at the edge of the valley, said to be the seats of the gods themselves in time primordial. Uh, recently, there have been some disappearances here. That's why you guys have been sent here to investigate. Now, you guys uh, really blew your checks uh, coming through the forest. Um, and so uh, please recall that uh, uh, Cal, you're, you're diseased. Uh, in my face yeah you're, you've got you've got a terrible terrible itch like all over you uh, and you've got these like bad uh, like itchy boils uh up and down your 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 face and arms a little bit so you're gonna take some disadvantage to uh, charisma and uh, some various other things from being diseased uh, i'm definitely awkwardly scratching those at oh, every yeah. opportunity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then someone was poisoned uh, drew deer's poisoned that's right. Drew Deer is poisoned. Okay. So when you guys come out, you also have all, uh, besides uh, Winthrop, who despite uh, uh, like his newfound hatred of the forest, uh, was the most capable of making it through, uh, the rest of you all are really exhausted, uh, not the the um, uh, the condition exhausted. Um, you've been able to sleep and, and, and things you made it through, but you are much later than you expect it to be. It's now just past dusk. Um, it seems that most of the people in this sleepy little mountain town uh, have gone to sleep, uh, probably, or are heading back to their homes, finishing up dinner, those kinds of things, or evening chores before settling down uh, to get up early in the morning. But fortunately, right from where you come out of the forest, uh, standing in front of you is the uh, only bar and inn in Duggan, uh, and that's known as uh, the Pig's Trough, uh, and you see that on a, a very nice-looking but uh, clearly handmade wooden sign uh, out front. Uh, and just in front of it, there is also a sign uh, that says Hieronymus's name uh, and a pail. And as you guys exit the forest, uh, Hieronymus quickly jogs over there and, and begins lapping up uh, water. Uh, you can see that there are people inside uh, while the rest of the town's lights are beginning to dim. Uh, you know, it, it sounds a little noisy, but maybe not a lot of people. Uh, and just as you guys are coming out of the forest, uh, the door opens and slams shut as a man in official clothing uh, walks around and begins to scuff the dirt. Uh, and looks a little bit angry. All right, now it's your you guys' turn. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for the narration. Just you, you can never be sure. Yeah, I know. Like you never you never know when it's gonna end. You know, it's like, hey, we're doing like a murder mystery thing. I'm like setting the scene. Um, sure, I I want to walk up to this guy with scratching myself the whole way. Ugh. You know, and just being like, "Hey, you you've you got any like uh stuff that um I itch real bad? Can you help?" <laughs> My gods, boy. Uh, I think I need lotion. 
<laughs> I th- I think you I think you need a a blade if you get any closer to me. Well, I do have one. From like far away, I yell, "He's got a screamer!" <laughs> <laughs> Be careful! Don't touch him. He's got a screamer. Ex eczema? No, excrement. it's different. It's from. <laughs> he's got excrement. Ex oh. Uh, he says, uh, "I see. Not the kind of thing you can you can pass. All right." Uh, he he actually looks you over and he sees all of you guys uh, and uh, uh, he says you oh wait yeah so hang on. who's who's carrying the body of was it was it Bast or is it um, uh, uh, Ukog it's definitely Ukog U- has him over his shoulder okay it is Ukog Ukog carried him out of the forest that's right so Ukog you've got the body of Ingus and Hronis is right over there so once uh, Sheriff Mule kind of uh, uh, or this guy uh, picks up the um, uh, clues around you and sees the dead body there. He he shakes his head and he says, "How many of you uh, fine-looking adventurers have a missive from the Duke?" Uh, what's a missive? <laughs> he, he shakes it has, his head and he says, "How many of you have a piece of paper that told you to come here and find a half-orc woman and get paid?" Oh yeah, I raise my hand. Yeah. I raise the paper. <laughs> I do as well. I look around and then raise my hand as well. <laughs> and the body is still in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> Druder, you have one too, if you... Um, oh, I do. Want it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody has I'll, one. No one doesn't okay. have one. It's just a question of... Yeah. I don't remember getting it, but great. I'll, I'll give him That's a it. nod. So he sort of shakes his head then. He says, all of you, great. Um, he says, well, you're very late. Uh, I arrived myself uh, a couple days ago. Uh, no one else has shown up in the meantime, and uh, the situation's gone from a difficult crime to, to well, a whole lot worse for the whole town. Collect yourselves and, and follow me inside when you're ready. I'll have a booth ready to go. Uh, uh, where, and, where, where should I put uh, the, the body? That's not the last time you're going to have to ask that question tonight, son. And he uh, walks into uh, the bar. Uh, okay. Well, he was a confusing fellow. Well, it's not very illuminating, is it? Uh, guys, uh, what, what should do, I do? Do you think he this? wants you to bring the body in? He, he didn't say not to. It doesn't seem like something you bring into bars. No. Well, I don't know. I mean, if we don't know where to put it, I guess we just have to keep on carrying it around, right? Yeah, I think we should keep it with us. Oh. Hang on. <laughs> Rule number six. Trust Hieronymus. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hieronymus, <laughs> what should we do with... What do you think, man? What do you think? <laughs> when you look over, Hieronymus uh, sticks his head up, uh, his his wet like fur dripping with water from his pail, and he starts panting as he looks in your way, and then he lays down in the dirt next to it and begins rolling around in it. And how will Ukog interpret this, <laughs> I wonder? I, th- I think he means put it in the dirt. Uh, yeah. I, are you, you making a, a spot? Hieronymus, uh, that for the, the body? I'm gonna use my speech of the woods to try to interpret <laughs> <laughs> if Hieronymus is indicating he wants the body to be buried there or not. Uh, Liz, you know 100% for sure that Hieronymus is just like rolling in the dirt <laughs> and then he, uh, like is about to make a little bed for himself. He then sits up and like looks around and he goes. <laughs> And then, like, thumps down and seemingly closes his eyes and goes to sleep. 
Okay. Into the bar with us it is, then. <laughs> well, that sounds right, then. And so uh, Felix just begins, like, scratching and waddling towards the bar. So you guys enter the bar. Uh, so when you get in, uh, the, the scene you see is, uh, it's about as lively as you might expect a town of this size to be, in which you can really only see a few small residences. Um, and then it looks like most rolling farmlands uh, out beyond the forest and just in front of the other big mountains in the back. Um, uh, there are two dwarves that sit in a corner. Uh, they're drinking ale and talking really, really loudly and almost unintelligibly in dwarven. Three other people at a table next to them, two men and one woman, uh, who seem a little bit on the younger side, who are sort of relaxing and having an ale. Also in a booth is Sheriff Mule, and sitting in front uh, of the bar is an older uh, human man uh, who, when he sees you all walk in, uh, turns around from behind his bar and says, Well, friends, what can I do? Uh, is that... Um, did you bring a, a dead man in, into my my establishment? I, I serve food here. The, uh, the golden retriever outside says to do it. <laughs> How are you carrying him? Like, I, like Just is it, fold it I mean, up. Even ceremoniously in any kind of way? No, no, it's over the shoulder like a sack <laughs> of potatoes. Yeah, I mean, like, I think as Ingus's hat falls to the floor... And his head rolls over. He's like, Bleh, uh, <laughs> off your shoulder. Uh, he's, he sees that it's Ingus. And, he's, and with your golden retriever, a bit of info, he's kind of like, uh, how did it happen? Uh, a bear got him. Was it a bear? I don't think we saw it, did we? It was, some, it was something in the woods. We know that. So I guess it could be a bear. Well, we saw a bear attack him, and then he was dead. So probably the bear. If I had to guess. No, what the wasn't the bear running away from it? The bear was running away from whatever attacked him. So it was a bigger bear. Bigger bear, yeah. This <laughs> is <So. laughs> <laughs> just the reasoning power there. It's so good. No, no, this makes a lot of sense. A lot of times you'll see an animal in the forest and then later find out there are bigger versions of that same animal running around in the forest. Yeah, I've been in the forest a lot. God, I knew I hated the forest. <laughs> Uh, the the guy behind the bar says, uh, "Well, uh, it wouldn't be the first time, I suppose. We've we've seen an animal like that around these parts. Uh, I heard tell why the other day that I guess there were strange creatures out uh, nearby the town of Knox, a few towns over. It's only a matter of time before they'd spread over this way." And the guy then looks at you guys and he says, "Well, then, it seems like you've all had a rough go of it." Uh, and he quickly uh, fills uh, five glasses of ale uh, deftly and quickly uh, from big old tapped casks right behind him and then slides him across the bar uh, for each of you to drink. He says, coming out of the forest is hard work. Uh, not many people can do it alone, that's for sure. Uh, and, he, uh, and he raises a glass of his own to him and he, and he says, uh, if you met Ingus and you know him, then you know it's only right to drink to him. And he hefts his glass up high. I, I already drank all of mine. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm attempting to hold on to Ingus's dead body and um, toast him without dropping roll. it. Yeah. Roll, roll, I don't, roll. No, I don't think you need to roll for that. Let's not tempt fate <laughs> in any way here. I desperately need the possibility for failure on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you're, you're, you're a big, strong half-orc. Like, you can hold a, a, a child and drink a beer at the same time. That's how, like, your people have been raised for generations. <laughs> That's how his people drink. That's right. I, I'd like to knock mine back, but only part of it, and then pour the rest on 
like my gross sores to see if it helps. Ugh. <laughs> it doesn't. It, doesn't it help definitely doesn't help the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Why would it? you waste a beer like that? Well, That's I the most upsetting part. It's got alcohol in it, right? It's like a disinfectant. Uh, you're not wrong, friend. It's good for the gut. It's right. Uh, he says, well, uh, don't worry. It was on the house. You're welcome to use it any way you please. Um, uh, next one you'll need to pay for, though. Uh, but but he nods and he says that I'm uh, I'm Jessica Trauf. I own this place. Uh, people around here just call me uh, Papa Jessica, usually. Uh, if you need something, uh, have a holler at me. Um, and he turns around to begin sort of polishing dishes and things like that. Ukog looks dumbfounded that someone else has not helped him with what to do with his body for a second. <laughs> and then just sort of shrugs and continues to hold it. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I guess Jessica, especially if he really truly cares about Ingus and appreciates so wonders where you would like to put the body. That uh, he says that he's got a room at the back. Uh, that that uh, if you wanted to wait until there's time to bury it, that would be fine. Uh, next next to the sausages, or do you want them apart? Uh, very far away from the sausages. <laughs> That's important. Got it. Um. I'm just like, okay, well, I'll help him, Din, and I would like to follow him into the back where the sausages and the body will go. He, he just walks you into the back. You see there's a kind of, like, small kitchen behind the bar area where there's a big pot of stew going, uh, and it looks like then a, a kind of, like, kiln and oven um, in the back. And then just beyond that is a, is a small closet uh, that you can tell there's a kind of, like, cool area. It's And when he opens it, it's like a little dugout um, area in the back that seems to be housing a number of, like, food items and things um and you see him he just like draws a curtain in front of that area and then gestures for you to set the body uh right in front of the, the curtain near the door uh ukog will lay that down i would like to gently help him and while i'm doing it feel ingus to see if he has any possessions still on him that we have not obtained perception check <laughs> roll those dice everybody roll them slide a hand buddy um uh and yeah. Yeah, I rolled a fifteen for perception. You ought to get advantage because you're literally holding the body. All right, let's see. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a twenty-two. God, ah! uh, <laughs> that's a great five, five there, Chuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you you reach up um, uh, and around Ingus, um, kind of searching for anything that you can find. Uh, let me see. What Nope, yep, he's empty. Boo. I don't let my disappointment show, and then just pat him on the chest, and I'm just like, uh, sleep well, uh, little guy. All right, well, and then Jesker kind of escorts you both out, and he says, one dead body's enough, no diseases and other things near my food stores, thank you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, pushes you guys back towards the bar. I'll go out there and uh, order another beer. I would love to drink a beer with you, Gog. Oh yeah, uh, honorable one. Let me buy you around, as as is only respectful. Um, I would like to head over to the sheriff uh, and kind of slide across the. He's sitting at like a booth sort of thing. I think I heard you say, kind of yeah. slide into a the booth across from him and say. So, I see by the shiny little metal on your shirt that you're in town, uh, in charge in town and also in town but mostly in charge and that we're supposed to find some missing person 
And so who's the who's the missing person? And I mean, ideally, you just tell us where they are. Uh, he shakes his head and he says, can't do that. That's why they're missing. But one missing person has gone to three. So let's see. Three times 500 gold. Okay. So we should find these three people. Let's start with the first one. Who is the first one who went missing when we were told by the Duke that we should come here and find the person? Uh, he says, the uh, the very one on, on your missive. He says, uh, supposedly was a, a young uh, half-work woman by the name of Griba uh, who lived here in this town, worked in this very establishment that uh, okay. we, we find ourselves in. And he nods over to the bar and to Jesker, and he says, Jesker there is a is a good, fine, upstanding citizen. He filed a, a missing persons report. Uh, unfortunately, it takes a little while for that kind of stuff to reach us through the forest and various other things. But he says, but as you know, uh, these kinds of disappearances have gotten a little more common lately. Uh, so the Duke started sending out missives and dispatching people within the the, uh, the bounds of the law to begin investigating. Uh, now it's my turn to investigate Griba's disappearance. He says, but by the time I got here, uh, it turned out that there was another person who went missing. A young boy uh, ran around the town by the name of Noggin. And then shortly after that, the next day, uh, the day before I got here, uh, his father went missing as well, presumably to look for the boy, but hasn't been back or seen by anyone in the town uh, now in uh Roughly 36 hours. Just out of curiosity, who was Griba? Did did Griba and Naga know each other? Or Naga and his dad? I mean, uh, Griba and Naga's says, dad? He says, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's fine detective work that means diddly here in uh, a rural bumblefuck. Um, everybody knows everybody. Naga ran around the town, and his father, Duster, frequented this establishment she worked in it there's no way they wouldn't have made contact but by all other accounts it doesn't seem that they were well known to each other outside of you know professional relationships gotcha so you're investigating griba and you want us to investigate noggin and was it duster dusty uh, duster yes that that Dustin. that's the father's name yes all right and uh, what? Why? Uh, why is uh, the little guy? Why is he called Noggin again? Is it because he got a big fat head? No, no. Uh, as far as I can tell, uh, it's because he wore a hat. So the best I could get out of the folks have been able to interview. He ran around the town mostly by himself. Uh, Duster was a, uh, is a hunter, uh, and was gone often, uh, even for days at a time. Uh, and unfortunately, the the boy's mother hasn't been in the picture for a bit. I can't really seem to get a, uh, a story out of anyone, and I think it's not because anyone's hiding anything. I, I think they don't know. Duster was from the town. He left, came back with a kid. Do we know what what kind of hat? No. <laughs> right? A, a hat. Just a, <laughs> I mean, like a, a hat that's too big for a kid. I, I, I don't know. I'm just checking. You know, it might be useful. Is 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 Duster called Duster because he wears a duster? Duster's called Duster because that's his name. And that's the name I was given. It's the one that the people here call him. Where did Duster and Noggin live? A little bit further out on the edge of town. Uh, they've got an establishment there. It's a good place to start looking. It's conceivable that he uh, he could have uh, even still be there and no one else from the town have, still, have seen him yet. I mean, you'd think they'd probably look at his house before they called the duke 
but uh, maybe there's something is, there. Uh, he, he shakes his head. You're, you're misunderstanding. They haven't called the Duke about them. Uh, I'm a sheriff of the law, and I arrived into this town to find oh. uh, that there were what? two other missing persons, uh, and it is, within, it is within my authority and my responsibility to find them. And oh. insofar as you are work for me and for the uh, and for the law, it is my duty to charge you with finding them as well. Well, maybe you should look at their house. Uh, maybe you should get here on time. Maybe we shouldn't get attacked by giant ass bears in the middle of the fuck, fucking woods. What about that? Okay, there's you know sometimes there are reasons when people travel through the scary woods that they don't get places on time. You know, I didn't, I didn't find it all that scary. Yeah, he rubs his eyebrows and just says, "Does anyone have anything useful to say?" Well, does anyone? Did it, Go ahead. Did Agriba spend much time in the woods? No one around here really goes into the woods. Good call. I like. Yeah, I like them better already. <laughs> yeah, he says even Duster's hunting for the most part. People here hunt on 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 the plains and the hills near the, near the mountains. Uh, the forest is always a little tricky. Okay. If, if they were, uh, hardly anyone else would have been able to know it. Does anyone know where Noggin went or where he hung around? There are a group of kids uh, that hang around hang out around in town. Uh, you can imagine in a place like this, many of them get left unattended. Uh, that might be a good place to start, but outside of their home uh, and this uh, down in this little uh, area here in what you might call the main street by that, just the one the one street. And it's not, it's just because people have walked on it a lot. And so the grass doesn't grow there anymore. Uh, that's that's his, uh, you know, usual hangouts. Well, I know well, I'm going to be useful. Uh, and so Felix, uh, turns around, walks out of the building, and you hear him say as he exit, gonna go talk to some old kids just like me. Uh, I will keep an eye on that one. <laughs> Can you make sure that he doesn't do, like, weird stuff with kids? Yeah. Because that's what people so for say reference, things like my, that. My character is clearly still, like, under the age of 18. Just for reference, <laughs> I am also like a child. Uh, yeah, no, I'm still like, coming with you there, kid. <laughs> well, he needs a legal guardian, probably. <laughs> right. In this case, your uh, your parents haven't signed the form letting you go out by yourself. <laughs> uh, whatever you want to say about boils and uh, and tiny over there, they got the right idea. Maybe splitting up is the best way to use this. Uh, Oh, fantastic. Wealth of resources before me. Uh, and, and he says, any of you got any uh, skills with survival, finding stuff? I'm great at finding stuff. I've been pretty good at not dying so far. Well, well, not excellent, though. Well, that's fair. There was a time <laughs> when yeah. you, like, fell over in the forest, like, okay, when something, like, brushed not, up against you a little bit too rough. Not exactly what happened. I would call it more, like, mauled by a malevolent uh herd of enormous cattle animals well, i don't remember um, that at all <laughs> yeah yeah that's what happened some like four thousand pound cow moose combos trampled me out of a spite and evil in their hearts that doesn't sound like a cow moose yeah yeah, pretty sure it's what happened. Anyway, um, 
Well, maybe maybe I could ask around here at the bar, like talk to Jessica and some of the regulars about. Um, he says it's always about a, anything. Yeah, he's always a good idea to follow up. Uh, I've I've chatted with Jessica. He's, he's the natural starting point for Griba, uh, but sure, uh, have at it. A bit of advice. People around here tend to circle the wagons. They don't always know exactly what you're doing here mm. and, and who you're representing, and you're a stranger. So just keep that in mind. Can't we just tell them that we're working for you and they'll respect us? Uh, yes. And your authority. Absolutely. That is a thing that you should and tell people all the time. Okay. Wendell, that sounds like an excellent idea. So I'd love to stick around the bar with you and pursue these very promising leads. Uh, as I'm sort of finishing saying that to Wendell, Bast would like to head over to the bar and order another drink from the barkeep. Um, and I'm going to kind of stand back and just like, I'm going to watch, watch Bast's play um, for this one. Cool, cool. Uh, so then uh, uh, simultaneously, while, while you guys plan your, uh, um, your shtick, um, uh, Liz, yeah, what is, uh, what is Drew Deer? want to do uh you notice that um yeah philip the your unicorn uh to presumably your eyes only seemingly appears next to you um uh, in the uh booth because you don't notice the sheriff look at this guy or or anything like that um he still just got his eyes fixed on you and says uh what do you uh what about you philip can can no one else see you i can be seen as i please by whom i please uh, your act of friendship and the strength of your companions has given me powers beyond those of mere mortals. <laughs> and he laughs. And he laughs like wildly. Um, Jeez. Uh, but and you know, and you notice that like no one else in the bar seemingly reacts. Uh, and then he and, he and he abruptly stops and it's like, see, humor. Yeah, well, I was cracking up in game, so they're probably all looking at me now, like I'm a crazy turtle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the sheriff has got like an, an eyebrow raised, and he says, uh, "Maybe underneath that shell, you're not all that heavy. You know, when when a beer does you in, huh?" Oh no, nope. Let's do some shots. And sheriff, it sounded like you had maybe a lead outside of the bar. You wanted me to check on. Is that true? Uh, Duster almost certainly went looking for his kid. Maybe start at his at, at his place near on the outskirts of town, and see if you can pick up a trail. See if you can find anything. Uh, that'd be my best guess. Otherwise, you can go wandering off into the forest or the fields and see if you can find him or anybody else. Uh, you look pretty capable at that. Uh, he says, "Wait, are are turtles fast? Or are they like? Wait, which is it? <clears throat> I'm a a turtle. Oh." Turtles and are yeah, notoriously fast. fast. Everybody knows that. Oh, they're yeah. They're wait. famous for winning races. That, yeah, <laughs> they're so fast you can't hit one with an arrow if you shoot it at. Yeah, it. I never was much of a reader. I, 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 uh, sounds great. Sounds great. Well, I'm definitely not going back in the woods, but uh, I'll tell I'll tell Bass and what's your character's name, Melvin Winthrop. Winthrop. I'll tell Bass and Winthrop that I'm going to go check out the house and maybe the grassland nearby, but I'm definitely not going to the woods. I'll be back in an hour. Good call. Stay out of the woods, everybody. 
so as you kind of like head out into the woods, uh, or sorry, head out uh, in, in that direction, uh, Philip will kind of appear beside you. It felt cramped in there. I am glad to be out among the stars. Me too. I always prefer to be in nature, especially when I'm among good friends. Yes, but then he gets like a really stern look in his eye. And in the direction that the sheriff has pointed you down towards his place, he seems to like look off into the distance and is like, but there is something strange here. Uh, we should go quickly. Um, and he begins to like ghostly gallop off. Are are you going to the thing or away from the thing, Philip? He's oh sorry he's yeah he's going towards the uh, the place he was looking towards the uh, uh, the place that he senses unease. Hmm, the unease. Well, I I'll move as quick as my my turtle limbs can carry me. Okay. Um, sure. Chasing behind Philip. Sounds good. Uh, let's start back in the bar, uh, the most localized place from where you were. The thing that's obviously going to happen the first um, is going to be with Bast and Winthrel. Uh, Bast, you bought a bar. Uh, you bought a bar. You didn't definitely didn't buy that. Uh, you bought a, you bought a beer. From, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, good job. You're level two character with the uh, <laughs> with enough cash to just set yourself up. Hey guys, I quit the party. I can retire. I own a bar now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you've just bought a beer from. Uh, this is a dream uh, come true. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, uh, uh, but he happily for a copper slides you, um, uh, a very nice, tall, cool glass of ale. So I'd like to explain to Jesker that we're all here. Uh, we came through the forest in order to, uh, investigate these missing persons. We're super late. We got waylaid by the death of, uh, our guide, which was pretty tragic. It seems like you knew the guy pretty well. Uh, he, yeah, he, um, nods, he nods solemnly again and says, uh, anybody who came through the forest here uh, knew Ingus. And now um, I sort of would like to, to drop my voice down real low and tell him, uh, so and I'm going to gesture back at the sheriff mm. and explain that this jack-off is expecting us to work uh, and figure out the mystery tonight when we just got into town uh, and are pretty exhausted from our travels. So... I'd like to know if it would be okay with him if I would could pay him double for drinks throughout the night and if he could pretend to be loudly telling me uh, about Griba, the missing half-orc barmaid. That's, that sounds like a, a fine deal, friend, but uh, to be perfectly frank, uh, he nods and, and, and over at the guy and also lowers his voice and says, I, I, I've never seen a bigger asshole uh, free from between two cheeks. Uh, he says, your drinks are normal priced, and I'm happy to answer any questions you got, friend. Um, and if you just want to relax until the morning, well, there's a room with your name on it, too, here. I reckon you all need some place to stay. Well, th that is mighty kind of you. That is just exactly what I was hoping to hear. Um, this guy, I mean, can you believe him? What a jerk. He's, uh, he's, he's got a gruff way about him, I suspect. So, between you and me... Uh, what do you think happened to Griba? Uh, he says, I know what happened to Griba. Uh, Griba took off in the middle of the night with the, the very few possessions that she had and drifted on to wherever she was drifting to next. He said, I was just doing my, my, my duty as a citizen. Wanted to file the report, make sure people knew. Is she from here? Or was she like just passing through town? Yeah, he kind of shakes his head and, and says, well, now it depends on, I guess, what you mean by from. Uh, she, he says, 
she'd been living here for, well, going on two years now, I suspect. She came through uh, uh, the forest with a caravan, uh, said she was looking for a place to just settle down, relax, and retire. Uh, and, well, she's a hard worker, I, and so I let her work here, uh, take a room as part of her pay. Um, it, was a, it was a good situation for all of us. Um, but, uh, you know, one day, uh, and she told me it might happen, that she, I might not hear from her and she might be off, and I said that that'd be just fine. No trouble if she had something she needed to do, but I always told her if she needed help, she could ask for it. That seems a little strange. Did she seem like she needed help? I mean, it's uh, a little odd to tell your employer that you might leave without any kind of notice. He he kind of shrugs, and he says, there's a lot of things a little odd around here. There's uh, He says, when, when there's not a lot of people around, there's f- even fewer normal people. You know what I mean? Everyone kind of lies on the outliers. Uh, he says, I run an inn here just on the outskirts of civilization between some uh, big old mountains and dwarven kingdoms, a spooky forest uh, on the other side. And uh, yeah, I've seen my fair share of strange characters pass through here. That's nothing odd. Certainly nothing odd to, to treat them with kindness and give them a job either. Well, that's mighty neighborly of you. Uh, when she disappeared, how did you discover that she was gone? Did she just not show up for her shift one day, and then you went to her room and all her stuff was gone? Yeah, you nail on the head, fella. I, I reckon you're good at this detective stuff. Yeah, this is this is not a mystery at all. She just left like you said. Now, if we could just figure out a way to get this like jerk behind us to pay us the missing persons fee for a person who's decided to leave town. That's what we got to figure out. Yeah, that seemed right, I suppose. So, hearing all of this... Can I, I want to like slide up to the bar, lay down a uh, silver piece and order a couple of beers um, and take them over to yeah, a... I mean, you've just ordered 10 beers. Uh, yeah, just keep it. I, I can you help you what? carry those. Yeah, best. Give me a hand with, uh, I'll tell you what, give me f- six of them now and we'll keep the four for later. And I'm going to... Grab those six beers, or okay. I'm going to take three. Bass is going to take sure. three. Yep, he fills them up. We'll slide over to a um, a table of some locals. So on our on our way to the table, before we get there, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to sort of under my breath say to you, like, uh, all right, so how do you want to run it with these uh, locals? Uh, what's your what's your plan for, for getting the intel out of them? I say we're here for... Um, looking for, what if we're looking for our friend who said she was going to be um staying here um who we knew from what was the big town you used to live in vast uh you can correct me if i'm wrong nick but i believe it's luft got it okay yeah. so we used to live in luft and we used to know somebody um named grima and she said she was going to be working here and so we thought uh we'd come out to visit yeah and, yeah yeah an old friend and she said if we we're ever passing through to like Stop by the pub for a pint. Yeah, she said it was a fun place. We're here. We're looking for a good time. Got it. Et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Okay, Nick. So I, I roll up. All right. Um, who, who are these people that are sitting there? Just like, what do, they, what do they look like? There are three other humans at a booth, one woman and two males. Uh, they seemingly are talking. And then uh, right behind them are two boisterous uh, male dwarves loudly talking and, and like grunting and 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 making noises as they slam their ale and and bring like very large pitchers 
back and forth from the bar uh, while while speaking in Dwarven. Maybe let's go up to the people since I don't speak Dwarven. Uh, I I do speak Dwarven. If you if you want to go over to the people later, uh, I can translate. But I'm happy to go over to the the couple first. Yeah. So let's let's go up to her. Um, okay. and then so I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Um, I'm new in town and you know looking for a good time and honestly this seems like the only time in town um so thought maybe you know you want to join for a drink oh by the way i'm winthrow who are you they all kind of look at each other as you guys walk over then they like give you like kind of a hard stare and they all start laughing like really hard one of the guys looks at both of them and says uh, see i told you that the new moon always brings strange things someone actually wants to talk to you the other guy kind of hits him and uh they shake their head and he says, uh, "Hi, I'm I'm Greg. This is Steve, and, and that's Charlotte. We're we're the uh, the only people in town that can uh, you know stay up late, and also the only other ones that are over eighteen and and uh, under thirty. Wait, is it? Are y'all werewolves? Is that why the new moon is important? Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, they they just uh, he says no. I I guess uh, my friend here thought you were settling a bet. Uh, he says he thinks the. Uh, he thinks that uh, we always get strange travelers and various other things when he sees the moon change. Uh, of course, he can't really ever tell us exactly what he means by the moon changing. The stars and the moon have great effect on our lives. Everyone knows this. Uh, the- yeah, the, 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 the other like kind of heavier set guy uh, is like, yeah, I told you. Well, listen, we're new in town. Uh, me and my friend Bass, we're from Luft. And, well, we, we heard there was... You know, you say that y'all are the only people in town, but we were actually here to see a friend of ours from a ways back, from back in Luft. And we're a little disappointed, not that y'all don't seem cool and all, but we're a little disappointed to see her. We were looking for our friend Grima. Do do y'all know her? She's like a, well, she's a half-orc, to to put it bluntly. They now look around again and they kind of eye you a little more carefully. They say, "You mean your good, your good friend Griba, <laughs> not the Tolkien character?" But um, God damn it, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pipe in and say, "Yeah, yeah, our buddy Griba." Yeah, and then I'll sort of like jab uh, uh, Winthrow in the in the uh, side here and say, "Like, uh, I think he's had one too many already." <laughs> Uh, they... Too too many, and also Mercury Mercury's in retrograde. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I point at the guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so they say, yeah. We we also didn't know she was from Luft. They say, yeah, she she's been gone now for uh, about a week and a half. Uh, she was good, nice nice bartender, nice waitress. Uh, always took care of everybody. Real handy too. We haven't seen her around since. Uh, well, and Jessica was the one that started bringing us her drinks again. Oh, dang. Was she? I mean, it sounds like maybe I'll, if you're here a lot, you you knew her like we did, you know, just hanging out, having a good time drinking. And she didn't, you know, when she left uh, Luft, she told us that she was headed out this way. And if we're ever in town, we should drop by and say hello again. But she didn't say anything to you all about where she was going next. Uh, they, they, they shake their head and say, no, she wasn't much of a talker. Uh, and, and, and the woman uh, looks at you and says... Not much of a drinker either. Are you sure that you got the right information? Yeah, she was our drinking buddy in Luft because she was serving us the drinks. She was a barmaid back in Luft, and that's where we met her. 
All right, I think at this point I need you guys to roll like a bluff check or some kind of like charisma based. Check. Sure. Can I make a deception For... check? I guess is that yeah yeah the skill. Good. Yeah yeah. yeah. Watch me roll a natural one. Oh, not great with your <laughs> coming nine. in with a hot nine. <laughs> oh boy. Oh shit. Um, how about a thirteen? Uh, yeah. Well, oh, uh, unfortunately, the 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 crew rolled a nineteen. Uh, and their Jesus, and their that's massive at, modifier of plus zero. Um, that's at disadvantage though, because they're drunk, right? And because oh, oh. we bought them drinks. Uh, Ooh, I like it. Someone, someone's bringing in the rules. Uh, yeah. Uh, at best, some, some at players' best, handbook status. At best, <laughs> I would grant conditions. you advantage for buying them drinks, not them disadvantage. And. Uh, to Harrison's other role was a 19. Befo- I was going to say only before the fact of the rolls. Rolls done. It's over. Yeah, no they Ugh. they see they see through this this like little charade here. Uh I mean these are these are farmers kids. They their suspicion game and their common sense game is like on point. Uh and they look at you and and I says and they say uh you pretty sure that that, that Griba wasn't just your ass or or some whole other hole in the ground? That you were talking to at the time, because uh, the person you're describing doesn't sound anything like the pe- the person we knew here. If you're looking for Griba, well, uh, I think at this point I'm hoping you don't find her. Uh, at this point, I think I just want to tell them off. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so like, uh, I think Bast will just say that this means a lot from a group of people who were just telling us that they didn't know her very well barely acquainted to her mm-hmm. and i think i'll try and uh uh spill one of the guy's beers on my way out why don't, you give, like, me, like, him. Why don't you give me like a performance check um like to because like is the is the idea here you're trying to like make them believe that that like they didn't know griba that like they're they're the ones mistaken no, I'm just trying to like uh, tell them off and knock a beer out of their hands on my oh, way out. Nope, uh, don't need to roll do for that. that. Anyway. Yeah, never mind. That's you, that's a free action in in this world yeah, and every exactly. world. Yeah. So so uh, Bast is just like going. He's like getting mad, right? He's losing he, it. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to like hold him back. I'm like, hey, hey, come on, Bast. It's not worth it. It's not. I like kind of hold him back. And as I'm kind of like holding him back, I kind of like push him away. And then I kind of like go back um, a little bit. And I'm just like, look, y'all, we're a bit in a bind. You know, we are looking for uh, for Griba. And, um, you know, sure, we uh, we might have tried to deceive a little bit. But we're looking for her because, you know, to be honest, somebody needs to look for her. And y'all are sitting around here drinking like. Help us out. We're trying to we're trying to do the right thing and find somebody who doesn't sound like anybody else is trying to find her. All right, get, give me a give me a persuasion check there, Chuck, and and, and with a with with a uh, impromptu uh, good cop bad cop routine, you you may do so in advantage. Uh, Hell yeah! Uh, but Here because we go. they're suspicious of you, DC, before you rolled uh, DC okay. uh, DC seventeen at advantage at with advantage. a good cop Ooh. bad cop. All right, here we go. Do it. Ooh, roll that <laughs> 24, blah. Shit, son. All right. Uh, they, they, 
like you see uh that when you when when uh, Harrison starts like throwing stuff at them both of the men like stand up out of out of the bar and 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 try to get as just as barrel chested as as either of their slight thra- frames can make them um uh, but Winthrow, when you when you kind of step between them uh they seem to be looking at you suspiciously but but the other woman that that's with you uh you know she's like looking at you pretty intently uh in your eyes and and uh and says i think he's telling the truth but look uh, guys, we we don't know anything else. I'm sorry. I wish we could say more, but um, Griba was here. She was, uh, you know, you're right. She wasn't our friend. She was our acquaintance. We, we'd be looking for her if she was more than that. Uh, I I can't tell you much more than that. She was a pretty private person. Uh, good with her hands. Good with numbers. Uh, spoke better uh, common than most half orcs I know. I I don't know what else to tell you. Well, was there anybody that she uh? Anybody that she spent time with that when she wasn't working here? Uh, she says, as far as I know, uh, she was always around here or either around the town. She wasn't one for the forest. Uh, she wasn't really one for, for moving on, uh, well, anywhere too far outside of here. Hmm. All right, well, well, I guess I appreciate your help. We, we appreciate your beer, uh, uh, they say, but then, but then the heavier guy looks at you and goes, well, I don't. As he, he looks out at the wet stuff that that hair that uh, Bast has spilt all over him. Hey, don't make me get him back in here. Ooh. You're hey, you're lucky that it's me in here. You know what? <laughs> Why don't you have another one on me? But if t- keep talking, keep talking shit. Well, me and Bast come back in here. You know, I'm not I'm not responsible for him. He's he's wild. They, they, they're like, yeah, you, you better, you better keep, keep him out of here. And uh, the, the other two are just like, just, just shut up and drink your beer. Um, as Jessica brings the remaining uh, beers that you spent your ridiculous sum on uh, to that table. All right, and I go outside where I kind of like pushed Bass, and I like high five, and I'm like, that was a great impromptu play, Bass. I loved how you, you like just went for the bad cop. Oh. Great play. Yeah, it seemed when they when they saw through our first uh, lie that we had to change it up. It was <laughs> we had to change up our con on the fly. Yeah, you know what? I think we might be onto something here. In the meantime, uh, Cal, uh, Felix, and um, uh, Ukog, you guys have strolled around the street um, uh, as you kind of are looking around. Uh, you guys have like walked out in, into the street a little bit before uh, uh, Bast and. Winthrop have, and you realize you don't actually know where the children are. Interesting. Um, while we're walking, <laughs> I would like to sort of like walk up to Ukog like closer and closer, and then just look up at him with pleading uh, young urchin eyes, and just be like, "Can can I have a piggyback? Can can I ride you?" Uh, <laughs> you. you- <laughs> You do know how offensive that is to ask uh, a half orc, right? I don't think it was offensive at all. You're, you're quite big. I'm pretty small. Should be pretty easy, and I can see better from up top of you. <laughs> 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 uh, well, <laughs> okay. I kneel down. Yeah, you. No. <laughs> I'm gonna ride on his shoulders. Jesus. <laughs> The gang ends up in sensitivity. 
<laughs> so, Nick, while atop his shoulders with an excellent view, I would like to make a perception check. Roll at disadvantage for being racist. <laughs> you can you can roll at advantage. Um, you know that's great oh, because oh, one of those yeah, was a nat one and I the know. other one is a twenty three. Yeah, I, so you can roll advantage. Uh, <laughs> I think, but Ukog, uh, you're going to take disadvantage to any charisma checks <laughs> after this. You've been humiliated. You, you didn't want to do this. Um, so, um, yeah, okay, 23. Yeah, so you look around for <laughs> This is so stupid. Why on earth does this being on his shoulders give you better view? But it does. Um, I think only because... When you do that, not because you see anything uh, better around you, um, uh, a kid runs from around a corner, uh, uh, just around the side of of Jesker's bar, and and goes, um, <laughs> uh, "Look, the circus is back in town!" <laughs> and then and points and laughs at you guys, and then runs back into the side of the street. Um, you're you're pretty sure that you hear other voices uh, laughing uh, from from around that same corner. Excellent. I kind of like pop my heels into God's uh, like you know like uh, uh, pecs or whatever, and just like go, "Well, get you up! It looks like they're over there." Uh, no, that that's <laughs> too much. And I will take <laughs> Felix off my shoulders and drop him. Uh, from like shoulder. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! RKO off the top rope. (laughs) (laughs) You guys uh, head around the corner, um, and you do see a number of of children around there. You think probably about uh four, um, not too many. They all seem a little older. Uh, and uh, one of them is laughing hysterically. The one that came in and pointed around at you, while uh the other three uh sit around um uh, on various boxes and things, kind of like. Uh, doing stuff one is carving one seems to be like eating an apple there's a there's a girl with a, a big hood on that's kind of like reading or writing in, in some kind of little uh book uh and they all kind of look up as you come around uh and you you get the sense that immediately they size you guys up uh, uh one of them steps forward a young man and says uh, well uh you look like uh you're not from around here uh perhaps you've heard of what services we can offer so why you've come around this corner here? Hmm? Yes? Maybe. I don't know. I'm quite interested to know what services you provide, but um, I do have a thing I'd like to check in uh, about. They they all kind of look at each other when you awkwardly, like, don't us into this, and they say, ah, I see. Um, you aren't here for the business end of things, then. Uh, uh, never mind. I like balls and jacks! Uh, and you see this kid... Um, pull out of his pocket uh, several like little pieces and he and, uh, of toys and throws them on the ground and begins playing jacks as the other kids uh, now then look around in the corner and begin doing similarly like childish things like combing a doll's hair oh sure <laughs> uh, so like I've lived on the streets my whole life with like other urchin children like I imagine that I'm a bit like the artful dodger um, is kind of like what I'm channeling here except way less um lovable imagine is the operative uh, word here <laughs> <laughs> right. um so yeah so i just i kind of look at them and just like well you don't have to you don't have to hide it from me you, you know girls and gals um guys and gals i uh you know i i, I 
live on the streets in, in Luft, you know, I've, I've been around the block a few times. Um, it's all right. I just have some questions about a guy with a hat, you know, Noggin. Um, see where he went. I figure you might know, given he's about the same age as you and me. Uh, the girl who is reading a book that's now coming at Doll's hair, like, turns over her shoulder and says, Ooh, Luft. Heard they get uh, a, a steaming bowl of soup every day there for anyone who wants it. Ooh yeah, and you get and you get a few other people uh, kind of giving you the giving you the bee's knees here, or giving you the the runaround of like, uh, fancy swanky boy, huh, from the city. What, no. oh. Grew up starving in the basement of a library, so definitely not that. <laughs> so Ukog's going to attempt uh, when he sees that these children are just not responding to Felix. Um, he's going to attempt to intimidate them. Uh, into like giving him the information. Sure. So yeah, roll is, that out. Is that at disadvantage or? Hey, uh, intimidation is charisma based, right? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. There you go. That's still gonna be at disadvantage. You're you're not you're you're not still sure enough for your uh, of yourself. But that's it's a, a, it, that's an eight. It, yep. Okay, it's a it's a contested check. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. uh, these 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 kids rolled at eighteen. I, I'm not gonna tell you what their modifier is. Um. And so, uh, Ukog, what, what do you what do you say to them? Uh, actually, I was just going to sort of like give like a half roar at the kids, and then say something about like this is this is pointless. <laughs> yeah, I I think I think that I think when you give the the roar and stuff, uh, the, the kids say sounds sounds like a purr next to Griba. Yeah, ooh, big scary guy, huh? Coming here, uh, trying to intimidate some kids. Wow, let's oh. give him a medal. Um, so I'm gonna at- interject a little bit so I can, um, like maybe reduce some of your lack of impact. Um, and I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna roll a persuasion thing here. Um, that's a that's a twenty one. Um, even if it's at disadvantage. Yeah. So so I just kind of look at them and be like, oh, wait, hold on, just a second. He's kind of big. He's dumb, you know, big orky guy. He's lived in the woods his whole life. Just pay no attention to me. I'll keep him around his muscle. Um, you know, he helps a bit. He saw me riding him early. He's totally subservient. But so well, they're I, they're, you know, they're I... persuaded that that Ukog is your <laughs> oh. servant and a moron. <laughs> Good job. Good use of that. Twenty-one. <laughs> So that no, that was that's like the entry. The the okay, other thing yeah. is like uh, so at that at Felix saying that <laughs> Ukog enters a rage, oh, and he's no. attempting to grapple Felix and just like give oh, him yes. the business. So I get to do that at advantage as a strength check. Oh no! All right. I yes, think, yeah. natural twenty. Oh, oh yes. I mean, give me. I mean, you get so, a chance to contest it, buddy. Um, can, can I use Dex to try to, yeah, you know, like roll yeah, out of the if way? he's grappling? What? No, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's a, it's always strength versus either strength or Dex. Mm, Fourteen, yeah, it's still not enough to beat you know, Ukog. Twenty-three total. Success. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm now holding Felix up like halfway against the wall, like shouting at him <laughs> about how I'm not. Uh, I'm not an idiot. Don't say that about me. You don't even know what I've been through. You're, you. <laughs> Dummies! Well, it was a stick. It was a stick. I was trying to help us out. It's calm down, you big lug. I sort of roar when he says "big lug." Don't you say that? Take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. You're a big, beautiful orc man. Apologize. I'm sorry. Better. I'm like super sorry. 
<laughs> when you guys look over, you notice that these kids have stopped playing with their toys and they're looking at you like wide eyed. And they're like, uh, and, that, and then that one kid that came out and pointing says, told you the circus was back. And they all began laughing. Uh, and then that one that spoke to you very formally speaks up again. And it's like, I, for one, feel sorry for them. Yes, yes, very sorry for them. Don't, don't you all? Uh, and they all and they all kind of like, mm, very sorry, very sorry. Mm. It's pitiful, pitiful, yes. Um, and he looks at you and, and, and says, what do you want? Uh, he doesn't look in your direction. He looks away from you and then extends an open hand like uh, towards you guys. Um, oh, Ukog. Oh, he wants money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ukog will uh, <laughs> shake Felix a little bit. It's like, give, pay the man. Give him what he wants. Um. Uh, uh, well, I, you know, I'm an urchin, right? I don't, I don't rightly have money. At that, Ukog just sighs and puts uh, Felix down, and then reaches into his pocket and pulls out uh, a gold piece, and like he puts it out in front of the kid, but he doesn't put it into his hand, like almost like uh, tempting him. Uh, I mean, he, he so like. He he like the, <laughs> you get the sense this is not how this guy operates. Like if it's not in his hand, he's not making eye contact with you. Okay, yeah. So when he doesn't make eye contact, like it's obviously not working. Ukog just places it into his open uh, hand. Yeah, uh, he says, "You know, friend, I don't need your money, but I like you." Uh, and then you see him though quickly like pocket that um, uh, uh, things. He says, "Kind eyes, strong arms, rare combination." What do you friend? What do you friends need? What can we do you for? Adventurers pop through every once in a while. You're maybe in need of some tools, uh, perhaps like a oh a shield. Yeah, maybe a shield or or a or a, a hammer. Uh, what is it you're looking for? Uh, so, um, Felix looks at him, just kind of like brussels through his hair a little bit, uh, still frustrated about being shooken like a rag doll. And then I, I guess I use the thieves can't like secret language or whatever to mm -hmm. like uh, indicate like a missing person. Uh, like I just draw a quick symbol and just be like, we're looking for Noggin. Uh, uh, so you, you write it in like in the thieves can't on the dirt? Yeah. Yeah. To yeah make okay. So uh, that kid that's been laughing the entire time continues to laugh. And, and it's like, he's an artist. Look at him. Ooh, ooh what a fancy artist. Uh, everybody um and uh the uh the girl uh has now put away her doll and, and pulled out her book and seems to be sketching what you're writing and the uh, the guy in front of you who's who's talking to you a little more formally says um ah i see uh something very important then uh yes what about noggin so I want to know where he went. We're look. We're trying to find him. He seems like he's been lost or or nicked. Uh, he says that they look at each other, and and then the the other kid shrugs back at you and says, "Seems that way." Uh, I couldn't tell you where he is. Um, he seemingly disappeared in the night, but uh, Noggin was a strange one. I'm sorry he's gone. If I could have, if any of us could have helped him, we would have. Um, he was always kind of trying to run around with, uh, our group and our crew, uh, which is a little bit larger than the, the, the people you see here. 
but um uh, uh but he says but kid wasn't really cut out for it too young oh sure barely so five barely when, five or six but uh, when's the last time you saw nolkin uh he says well that'd have been uh three days ago exactly what did he look like uh, he says, short kid, real, real thin, uh, pale too, uh, reckon he didn't eat enough, I think, uh, as far as I could tell, uh, well, let me put it this way, his pop was the kind of person that needs our help, but never took it, savvy, you, you catch my drift, um, I can't imagine, uh, that they were doing anything more than eking by, um, um, uh, yep. Can I roll a wisdom check to see if that description matches anything that I remember? Anything you remember, like, about what? Uh, like something about that's happened uh, recently in my past. Okay. Okay, sure. Yeah. Re- yeah. Go ahead. That's a 14. 14. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than, other than sort of the obvious, yeah, there, there's nothing here, like, uh, ticking your buttons other than than like the fact that this is a disappearance of a child okay i've got a plan i tap uh ukog on the side uh sort of just tap him and then kind of step out a little bit and i just go how about this you guys seem like you're pretty capable know your way around know your town um i figure a little bit of incentive uh and you guys help us find noggin and i can make it worth your while and so i pull out of what I just claimed was an empty pocket and pull out five gold and put it in his hand. Oh, he's like, now we're talking, friend. Uh, you've just upgraded to the elite package. Um, <laughs> uh, and he says, listen, I can't be talking too much about the kids that run around here. It's my workforce, you understand? But there was some strange stuff going on here not that long ago. No one ever really cared much about Nog in one way or another. Folks felt sorry for him. But about two weeks ago or so, fella came knocking through here, weird fella, uh, in long white robes. Uh, he came out here, uh, asked if we knew about any kids, maybe kids people weren't interested in. When I told him to take a hike that he was uh, cutting in on my workforce, he got a little upset about it. Uh, but long story short, guy took an interest in Nog and not sure why. Uh, couldn't keep him away from him as soon as the kid poked his head around a corner. And, well, thankfully I didn't have to. Jesker and Grievous showed up. Grievous stood in front of him while Jesker whacked him on the back of the head with a 2 by 4 Can't tell you where he's buried, but I know where his hood is. And he gestures over to that young woman uh, with uh, uh, writing in her book still, um, and you see that she's got like a kind of like weird right, white robe uh, hood that's hanging off of her uh, neck. Uh, okay. Uh, so I guess I look at her and I'm just like, well, it sounds like I need to talk to Jessica and, and I kind of point at her and I'm like, um, do you mind if I take a look at that robe? Robe, you can keep it. I just want to take a look at it. She says for five gold fella, it's yours. And she just tosses it to you and and then begins hurrying uh, back to her writing. Oh, that works. Okay. So I'd like to inspect it, um, with an investigation check. I roll a 10. (laughs) <laughs> uh so with a 10 you know this is very fine material um it's kind of uh, uh it's not just like a farmer's cloth like this is like really well stitched 
um, and it's got kind of like gold thread and gilding mm. along it. Kyle, you're 14. Uh, this you recognize. Okay, that's what I was wondering. So, uh, Jessica buried it, eh? The, the kid shrugs. He says, friend, I told you I liked you, and I'm, I won't lie to you again. For five gold, you guys know everything I know. I don't know where that body is. I don't know what Griba and, and Jesker did with it. That but works. I do know that they don't know that I told you that they uh, that they did it, right? Did what? I knew I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um. So yeah, I kind of nod. I've still got a hold of this this robe, and I, I look at Ukar. It's like sounds like we've got a couple people to uh, check with. I guess we'll have to make something up. Uh, it's not the first time I've had to do that. Uh, and you, um, I kind of like jingle what's remaining in my coin person. I'm like, um, if I gave you another five, uh, could you guys keep an eye out for us for anybody that looks like that guy or any evidence of Noggin passing? Uh, you guys know the area better than me. If it was a city, I'd do it myself, but this is your territory. The the only people that have passed through here between uh, uh, the white-hooded fella, uh, well, he says... Uh, those dwarves in town came a few days before. Um, uh, after that, uh, he says, what, uh, three days ago the sheriff showed up? Um, yeah, uh, uh, I reckon right after uh, Noggin disappeared. Um, and that's been the only movement until you mooks uh, or, or, or friends came through. Oh, that works. I appreciate your help. Um, I figure we've uh, got some people to talk to. Cheerio. Uh, yep, they they nod uh, and seemingly go back to playing childish games. Sure. So I, I look at Ukag as we're walking away, and I'm just like, so we've got to keep our story straight. So we got to figure out how we know that without them telling us that, right? Uh, no, they told us. No, she, we we've got to lie. They just told us that we don't tell people that they told us. That's that. That's what we just did there at the end of the conversation. Um, Uka kind of looks off a little bit and he says, well, the robe I recognize, that's not a problem. But, uh... What do you mean you recognize it? Don't worry about it. No, 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 I'm worrying about it. I'm worried <laughs> about it right now. What do you mean you recognize it? Where's it from? I've, I've said enough already. Just know that I recognize it. So you know where this robe comes from, which is integral to the case that we are currently investigating, and you are declining to share with me what you know. I The most I know about where it comes from is from the dead person that's presumably buried somewhere. <laughs> uh, and I think, I think actually around this point, as you guys like round that corner by the pig's trough, um, like you see a, a red-faced bast uh, and a celebratory winthrow coming out of the bar. Uh, and let's smash cut over to uh, Liz and Philip and to Drew Deer and Philip. Um, you and Philip make it uh, along at first what seems to be a beaten path, and it gets less and less beaten. You can tell that maybe someone walks through here, but it's only because you're a druid and Philip's a ghost unicorn. Uh, you can a even deer pick path, up. You mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you guys can sort of catch like the pass through that that it looks like maybe Duster or uh, he and his horse have made in, in the uh, in the trek through through town to their place. Uh, but eventually, you get out to uh, his residence. Well, uh, first things first, I would ask Philip: Is this where you are sensing the what did you call it the the uneasiness? He says it's not something I could locate. 
this uneasiness um and then he kind of like looks at you with his with his big old horse face like uh, dead in the eyes and um uh says the uneasiness is everywhere mm. but it starts here do you understand i'm not positive that i do good i, I don't really either okay well i think we should take a look around if you think this is where it all began and I'll I'll check out the house and you know I'll look outside see if there's any weird I don't know footprints or struggling or anything like that sure yeah why don't you roll me an investigation check unless there's like another more active thing that you can do I, I don't I don't know yeah I mean um if there are any tracks or that sort of thing I think wouldn't it be a survival ah yeah sure I yeah I would I would take survival here yeah I'll start survival outside, and then as I go inside, maybe investigation. Mm -hmm. I roll a 13. Your 13 does reveal that there are tracks, uh, and not just like the tracks that you guys like uh, came in and out of the house. You're you're able to find fresh tracks um, that seemingly lead to and from the house, maybe pretty recently. Can I tell if it's like the size of a young boy's footprint? Yeah, definitely not something small. Um, uh, uh, but humanoid. Okay. Uh, well, if nothing specific turns up, I'd, I'd go in the house. Maybe I'll knock first just to be respectful. Sure. Uh, you, you knock, uh, and, uh, uh, you and Philip, like, exchange a look, and, uh, yeah, nothing happens, um, as the door, like, creaks open. Okay, it opens easy. Okay, I'll go inside and look around. Yeah, so uh, inside you see that it's it's pretty it's pretty sparse uh, in here. There's kind of like bits of homemade furniture and things and, and a table, but uh, that's really about it. Further within this room, like those tracks that that you had seen from the outside, they're coming in and out the back door, um, and you do see that. Uh, further back there is like another partition, another room. What you what we would like call like a mud room. You know, like mm-hmm. it's where where someone would keep all their like dirty stuff and like tools and various things that they they would use like to go in and out. And it looks like to you, it's been like totally raided um, mm-hmm. when you get back there. That like the the person has recently used it, probably been covered in mud, and they and they've also recently like ransacked it. Um, they've mm-hmm. taken like most of the things that were probably in here, um, and then like headed back out with them. Uh, and it all it all seems pretty fresh and recent. Like a there's dirty no dust thief. Collection. Oh, that angers Drew Deer. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Philip like looks around and is like, mm, "To to take another man's things when they are not around, that is a joke." It's downright rude. Oh, it is rude, right? humor and and social mores you'll get there are... you'll get there philip yeah <laughs> i'm working on it okay so there's nothing left okay so nothing of interest in the house other than it appears to be recently ransacked uh so like the house is not ransacked just uh, the make... mud room yeah okay. it look it just looks like someone's like come and got all the stuff out of the mud room mhm well drew dear i think we should try to follow these tracks and see if it turns anything up. You know, maybe it'll go through the the grasslands. 
Sure. Um, the kid plays. Maybe not. You can you can do your um your magical sense along the way. That seems can to I? is that a, is that is that a thing? Yeah. I can do? I I don't know what you're feeling. I don't really understand it. But just tell me where you're at. Uh, why don't you just give me another like survival check, Liz? Or I can survive things. I roll a nineteen survival. Yeah, nice. Okay, so you're nineteen. Uh, you're able to see that the tracks. Um, yeah, I think with a nineteen survival and uh and and what you've seen in here, you can kind of piece together that that someone has recently come in from the direction of the thrones, like from the rolling hills, and come into this mud room, taken everything out of it, and then left. Uh, the later tracks now then head into the forest. Mm, well, I promised my friends I wouldn't go into the forest. But, but I, can, I can go near the forest <laughs> and just see if anything else turns up along the way. <laughs> it is your brave heart that led me to choose, choose you in the first place, Drew, dear. Let's we go. We chose each other. I love you, Philip. <laughs> and it's like, now's not the time. <laughs> um, uh, but then when, if not now? Um, Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> Nick's just role playing. Yes. Yeah, love yeah, scene by Everyone himself. else can leave. We're, we're good. I, I just, it's yeah. going to be Philip and Drew Deere fan fiction from uh, yeah. here on out. Um, so, you and Philip Drudier are able to like follow this trail uh, towards the edge of the forest, and, and you can see it like it, it kind of heads in. I mean, here's your question: uh, to continue to follow the trail, uh, you've got to go into the forest. Like, you, you're you're not sure how far it goes or not. Like, you you tell me. Like, do you want to turn around now? Do you want to like try to try to tickle into there a little bit or not? We're definitely heading in as a group, even though I promised my coworkers I would not do this. Maybe I'll make um, a little trail, like a little arrow pointing to the woods ah, so that okay. if they have to come find me, yeah. they'll know what to do. And I'll hope that a labyrinth sort of thing doesn't happen where some okay. pixies change the arrow. <laughs> Good deal. So um, we'll see if that happens. So you, you, you follow the trail then into the forest with Philip. Um, uh, to a grisly site. You find uh, a man's body uh, uh, on the ground, freshly dead. Um, he's bleeding all over the place. Uh, like, really fresh. Like, this just happened a minute ago. Um, no, you're, you're, you're looking at hours at this point, you think. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, let's just put it this way. Dingus, uh, sorry, Dingus. Uh, Ingus is deader. Uh, than this guy, uh, and, and you're looking around. He's got uh, with him a big, heavy cloak, big boots, uh, a bow and arrow, a big old sack of arrows behind it, as well as like a shovel and a knife and like other kinds of like survivalist gear on him. Uh, and he's got lots of puncture wounds like all over him. Th that scene is horrifying enough. Philip is like, uh, you, you notice though, he's looking past that body. He says, "The uneasiness." It's there. Um, and as you look sort of past a little bit of the tree line, you see that there's a, a large area of trees just beyond you that have been felled um, and turned into a kind of like campsite with a large bonfire with a huge stone table sitting over it. 
Um, mm. It's drenched in blood, and various torches and things stand around it. It looks like some kind of like real spooky, scary ritual site. Well, that's horrifying. I mean, Drew Deer has seen many things in his 300 years, but it seems horrible. Are there any living creatures or um, humanoids? Give me a perception in the area? check. Yeah, give me a perception check. I'm gonna stay back here too. I'm not getting. I'm not getting too close. I roll a seven for <laughs> uh, my perceiving of the events. You're like looking around, Drew Deer. Uh, the scene is a lot to take in. There's like freshly dried blood everywhere. Over to your right, though, you see movement and rustling in the bush, like far too late. Even as Philip cries, like "Look out!" Um, and like a flash of uh, darkness passes in front of you. Give me a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage. Okay, I roll a five. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you take eight damage. Uh, as something rushes past you faster than you can see and dives back into the tree line and cuts deeply uh, across your like chest, it scratches up your turtle armor. Uh, and Philip just sa- just shouts at you, "Time to go! Run!" Yeah, I think that is an excellent idea, Philip. I think at this, I would turn into my um, the fastest animal I've ever seen. Which is uh, yeah. What, uh, what is the fastest animal? Horse. I want to yeah. try to get as close as I can to mirroring Philip, <laughs> um, but obviously I can't become a unicorn. Yeah, so I'll yeah, be a, like a lowly draft you. horse with like a an extra tuft of hair in the middle of my forehead. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> or something. I'm sure <laughs> Philip's uh, happy that you're a draft horse and not a uh, not something bigger like a Clydesdale. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know what that is. They got those big fluffy hooves. Um, yeah, so you just like turn into a horse and you and Philip book it out of there. Uh, and you think just in time, you hear an unearthly roar uh, as you exit the tree line and book it back towards uh, uh, the main street of Duggan. Um, so it doesn't sound like a, like a natural, like an animal that I would recognize like a crazy ass ginormous bear that apparently can it, fell like everyone. you yeah uh, good point sounds like the creepy roar that you heard in the forest and philip says i was wrong about the uneasiness it's definitely that fucking thing <laughs> uh, it's not just Love, everywhere you like to that in your senses man <laughs> it's like you try being a ghost this is hard Okay. Um, well, I don't know what that feels like, but get it together, dude. <laughs> um, uh, I think I think like while you're doing this with uh, Philip has also like made himself visible uh, unintentionally while you're doing this. And there's like a farmer on his way back that sees these two horses <laughs> and one of them glowing, like neighing and talking back and forth as it goes on. And he throws his bottle to the side and says, "Like never drinking again." <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we call it there? That seems to be the the best bet. Yeah. Listening to um, Kyle and Cal, Harrison and I were in the chat just like, oh, dunk, we should have gone to the dwarves. It was just funny. Both of us were like, oh, man. Like It was was like a moment where like when you're playing like a video game RPG and like some of the characters have quests and some of the characters, you just get stuck in dialogue loops. It felt like we had just gotten stuck in dialogue loops instead of advancing the story. And we're like, well, shit, like, now people have to listen to us, like, 
accidentally click on the NPC who's like, <laughs> so here's what I'm about today. And you're like, yeah. okay, you're like, okay. that's your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you have a life in this world. There are a few red herrings in the bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say if you've ever seen Cal play an RPG, that's literally what he does for hours. So it's not. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not like some people don't do that intentionally. No, like it took I mean, like it totally uh, I think it's nice when uh, you've got a world where like there are some things that are actual leads and some things are not leads because they're just other people in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. for the actual for the actual podcast, where like I'm aware that like our game session is like we're going to try and like distill this to a soundbite and put it out on the Internet. It was like a funny moment of like, well, crap. So like <laughs> I-, I feel like the dead weight of like the person who like was just investigating more about the lives of hang on the lives of greg steve and charlotte the (laughs) only people in town between 20 and 30 who are enjoying who are enjoying the pig's trough as like their their like nightly (laughs) bar just just in case that no one believed harrison about the kind of person he was from last week yeah (laughs) just like man harrison gets I think Harrison gets like uh, inspiration, even though Bass doesn't for that note taking. That's amazing. Yeah, Bass is not a note taker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we learned that uh, that uh, Griba is handy and that she's good with her hands. So I actually, um, no, no, no. This is good. You bring this up, Chuck. I actually uh, wrote down only because this came up multiple times in her yeah. description that she was good with her hands. It also came up she was good with numbers, but like. So, like, now I'm already starting to puzzle out that, like, so apparently something about her, some trait about her is an important trait because it came up multiple times. And I'm trying to, like, piece out, like, what could this be this thing, like, that, like, in uh, uh, this game feature or this, like, important feature that, like, one might describe as good with hands. Yeah, I'm I'm interested as well. Also, I was really into the, uh, to, like, the impromptu good cop, bad cop that we that we played. Like I, that was we've we've decided that's <laughs> that's our new shtick. Yeah, like one of us is gonna get legitimately mad, and then the other one is gonna be good cop. <laughs> uh, in the woods, you can always be bad cop. Yeah, exactly. It'll be yeah. good cops woods cop. In <laughs> Kyle can tell you some some things about playing good cop bad cop. I, yeah, I, I could, but they'd probably slap a like. Uh... Extremely explicit, yeah, NC seventeen yeah. <laughs> extreme graphic content on here, and I don't know if that will be good for let's, the listeners. Let's just say it cost you an alignment it, the last time that you tried to play the bad cop. Yes, good uh, cop but, and but, uh, horrendously evil cop. I mean, the lesson out there is that if you are playing good cop, uh, you know, and you're lawful good, you should keep the ideals in mind. Well, uh, I think at that then, uh, this has been PlayQuest. Uh, and hopefully Ukog just stops threatening children in alleyways next episode. <laughs> I hope not. Find out what's got Philip so bugaboo next week. And if you're picking up what we're putting down, that is, you're enjoying what we're doing here on PlayQuest and you want to see us keep doing some more, there's a few ways that you can reach out to us to let us know. First of all, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend. You can reach out to us on Twitter at PlayQuestPod. That's our handle there. And you can also email us at PlayQuestPod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you about 
literally anything. And we want to give a big thanks to our audio engineers, Dave and Kevin, for making the creepy music that you hear in our intro and outro. Thanks for listening. Good night.